Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Paul Barron. Paul, you are the founder and CEO of The Wall Printer. You're found on the web at thewallprinter.com. And uh, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate that, Josh. Nice to be introduced to your audience and to share a little bit of our story and the journey of entrepreneurship in general and answer any of the questions that you have, share uh, a little bit more about what, what we're all about here. Yeah. So uh, what's your background and how did you uh, how did you launch the wall printer? Well, I don't think we have enough time for Paul was born at a very young age. Uh, I just celebrated <laughs> my 70th birthday, so we don't go, have to go back all the way to the roots. Um, but suffice to say that for the past four or five decades, my career has been in identifying um, products that are manufactured outside of this country um, mm. in uh, any international manufacturer developed product. Uh, it could be software, it could be hardware. Um, I've done everything from launching a uh, baby bottle manufactured in Austria to a Chinese headband headphone to an Australian self-service dog wash um, to software from a Russian technology company. What I do is I try to find something where there's a gap in our um, markets here in the United States and Canada um, and extending that into South America on occasion as I have with my current venture. Um, and then establish the high value customers, relationships, vendors, strategic partnerships, and bring those customers um, on board, um, scale the companies to be able to reach either a larger audience and grow the company or put it in a position for an exit or an acquisition. Um, and that's what I've done pretty much my whole career. I've retired several times. Um, and I always get drawn back into <laughs> you, you things. You keep trying. You keep trying to retire, and and you know uh, what's what's the old Godfather? Every time I'm out, they drag me back in. Um, <laughs> but um, but in this particular case, I'm invariably like most consumers, most Americans. I'm searching the internet, and I find things, or things find me, as the um, Google gods might have it. Um, and they um, fancy your interests, and they present things to you. And for whatever reason, um, I discovered a vertical printing machine a couple of years back in 2019. Um, and the worst thing my wife can hear me say, Josh, is, hey, honey, come take a look at this. Invariably, rather than follow my voice, she cuts up my credit cards and closes my bank account so I won't invest in something else. Um, but in this particular case, she saw the vertical printing machine, said, like most people do, wow, that's pretty cool. And so she and I went all in on acquiring the rights to this product that was manufactured in China. Um, we uh, decided to bring it here to the United States. Um, there's only a handful of manufacturers of this type of a machine in the world, none of which are in North or South America. And uh, I established roots here, uh, brought the product in, converted it to uh, the American and Canadian and South American audiences, not only through language um, changes so that it could be used and managed um, as any equipment needs to be done with menus that are English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, 
um, but then also added American components. So it would comply with electric laws here and in Canada and in South America. Um, and again, I own the rights to the entire Western hemisphere um, and the UK as well. Um, I, 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 we've shipped to Northern Ireland, to Puerto Rico, uh, Colombia, Ecuador, Mexico. Uh, most of our business is in the United States. Uh, we have a handful of uh, early adopters in Canada as well. Uh, and in the past year, we've added about 50 new entrepreneurs who have seen this as a business opportunity, which is what we're all about, creating business opportunities for people who want to use a vertical printing machine to deliver beautiful wall art onto any wall, indoors or outdoors. Um, that's what the machines do. And it doesn't matter what the surface is. It doesn't matter it, yeah. whether it's glass, brick, um, stucco, sheetrock, wallboard, uh, wood, um, any any surface at all, it will print a beautiful digital image reliably and quickly onto a wall. Um, it also works hand in hand with digital artists and graphics designers and muralists, people who do hand painting. It doesn't take food off their tables. It just is another way to complement what they do, um, accelerate the time to um, deliver their beautiful art onto walls and sometimes allow them to work with the digital footprint to add to it. Um, so Anyway, that's what it's all about. I found so, it, and yeah. Uh, so we're so so you got in contact. So you found the manufacturer of the vertical wall printer, and you're like, "Hey, uh -huh, I can bring this show on the road." Is that so kind of how it here, worked out? Here's how it exactly started. Um, truth be told, um, because of my background that I described earlier, I was approached by a company that represented another manufacturer of one of these products, and yeah. they introduced me to the product. Um, after I had seen one, and then I did a little homework, and this company that was based in Canada, who was a distributor for another manufacturer um, of a wall printing machine in Europe, I was approached by a company that was one of the competitive products that was manufactured in Europe, and they asked me to help them launch into the United States. I could not work out the deal that was attractive to me, which was owning a piece of equity in the company. They wanted me to be a hired gun, like I've done many times before. And at this point in my life, if I didn't own it, I didn't want it. Uh, and so uh, I, but I love the product. So I started doing my homework to find out, well, who else is doing this? Because I never saw anything like this before, a vertical printing machine, like an inkjet printer that could print on walls. So I found out there were only a handful, literally five manufacturers in the world that did this. The one company that approached me and then four other companies. One of them I dismissed right away because it was kind of a home hobby solution, wasn't the basis for a commercial enterprise, a business opportunity for people to use day in and day out. So it was an Indian product and I dismissed that. The other one was a product that was manufactured by a company in Australia um, and they were a venture backed company. They had a prototype, but they had no real product. Um, they wanted me to help them launch in the United States as well, but they didn't have any product. Um, or any production capacity. So that was not suitable for my needs. And then there were two Chinese companies. One was the oldest in the business. It was around for about eight years. They're the ones who in fact invented this technology. And the other one turns out that Chinese companies don't only copy our products, they copy their own products. And so uh, they decided to, uh, there was a laser engraving company that decided to duplicate the success of the original vertical printing manufacturer. And they developed a product and they too wanted me to help launch them in the United States. But when push came to shove and I did my homework and went to these factories and found out who was capable of doing what I needed it to do to become the business of scale that I wanted to create to enable other people to become wall printers in their respective 
communities, whether that be cities, states, counties, mm -hmm. whatever, countries in South America, for example, um, I wanted to create an opportunity for them. And so the oldest company that was doing this turned out to be the most reliable and the best. And I worked out a deal with them where I acquired the rights to all of the Western Hemisphere in the UK from them. So that's how I got involved in this. Um, and then when I bought the machines here, good news, bad news, um, I got my first shipment of machines in December of 2000. And 19, in January of 2020, COVID hit the marketplace mm -hmm. and dried everything up. Um, so there I was with a huge um, high six-figure investment in machinery, mm -hmm. in a warehouse, um, in personnel that I started bringing on board to be able to support this business opportunity um, and bring in parts and everything else. And now the supply chain dried up. Nobody was traveling and it wasn't like buying a Dunkin' Donuts or a Mr. Plumber franchise or something like that, even though we are not a franchise. Um, but just to, to use that as an example of a business that you could see down the road, um, you couldn't, a coffee shop, a restaurant, whatever. This was a vertical printing machine. It didn't exist mm -hmm. here in the United States. So for anybody to come and see it, they would have to travel to Wilmington, North Carolina to the wall printer. And that just was not happening. Um, they were not uh, able to do that because of COVID. That's the bad news. The good news was it gave me a lot of time because I was fully invested in this business um, to build up the team, whereas other companies, unfortunately and sadly, had to lay people off. I was hiring people um, to be able to support the customers that I knew would come when, uh, well, I say I knew would come. I was hoping at the end of the COVID tunnel um, that people would actually begin looking for this type of an opportunity. Um, and fast forward about eight months to, to July, August of 2020, um, sure enough, things opened up a little bit, mostly on the East Coast first, where we were located, and they started traveling and seeing it and buying it and understanding the story and the opportunity. And now, fast forward again, 12 months into it, um, we have over 50 markets established with people that are beginning their business in, in their local markets in Houston, Naples, Florida, Miami, um, Michigan, California, Canada, South America, Massachusetts, um, California, Wyoming, we were, we're, we've got 50 locations today and we're growing at the rate of about one to two new territories every week. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So, um, you know, one thing I'd recommend is, you know, someone's listening to us, go to thewallprinter.com. You, you really kind of have to see it visually to kind of see um, how cool this is. So, you know, and I'm thinking again, I, you know, I, I, I'm looking at uh, COVID as kind of being a blessing because you have a lot of folks that are now in they're distributed. And so if you want to look like you are at an office when in fact you're, you know, recording or, or on Zoom in the, in the guest bedroom or something like that, uh, you know, this might be something that you know, I, I, I don't know, um, but, uh, you know, could be a possibility or wall, again, wall art more, more, I think more important. And, and you're absolutely right, Josh, but even more important than that, because things like zoom do have virtual backgrounds. You can take mm -hmm. a digital image um, and make that your background. Yeah, they don't you know, look even, real good. even though the background behind me is an actual wall printing. Um, yes. If, if people could actually see this podcast, I'm not sure. Um, but if it's, if they can actually see it as well as hear it, um, you know, you would see that there's a wall printing behind me in my office on a brick wall. But but to your point, which is absolutely correct, COVID was a blessing in that 
you had a lot of people working remotely. A lot of people were laid off, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were, or they were just in an opportunity where they were seeking, do I really want to be in the career path that I'm in today? Or is there something else? And do I want to take more control of my life? You know, the, your, your audience is people looking for entrepreneurial opportunities. And yeah. so if anybody who's looking for an entrepreneurial opportunity is doing it because they want to, they, they either are willing to take a risk they are willing to go ahead and take a leap to take more control of their lives and their revenue and do something that may improve, hopefully improve the quality of life work balance that they've otherwise had. And so mm -hmm. COVID gave people pause to consider all of these options. And some people, you know, they were just looking for another job um, or just trying to ride through the COVID storm until, until, you know, things settled down. But a good number of people were taking advantage of what else is out there. And so we, we, have a, we are attract, attracting people, not only people who just want a business and something that they could do without any experience at all, which is possible with the wall printer. Training takes three to four hours. It doesn't require printing expertise or technical no. expertise at all. But then again, there are people who are in what I call adjacent businesses or businesses of adjacency like painters, graphics designers, interior decorators, construction workers, people who remodel. You know, this was a time people were also looking around their home and office environments and saying, how could we make this more comfortable? And so to your point, Josh, wall art is one way people will make their experiences in their homes and their businesses a little bit more enjoyable uh, by putting nice wall art. So it's a good opportunity for those people as well. And, uh, and that's what I think really has fueled our early growth and, and the opportunities that people are willing to take. So um, for a potential partner, for someone to kind of work with you, um, it's not a franchise, um, but can you maybe give us a high level overview of what the model would be? Sure. So um, similar to a franchise, uh, we ask people to take ownership of a territory. We are population based, um, not necessarily by city or county lines or state lines, but those are certainly demographic parameters that can define the territory somebody wants. We do have people that have taken over, for example, Baltimore, Maryland, or, um, um, or Naples, Florida, or the county that Naples, Florida is in, Collier County, or um, Jacksonville, Florida, um, you know, Boston, Massachusetts. People can take over a city or they can take over a, a set of zip codes that are adjacent to one another that determine a population minimally 250,000. The reason we say 250,000 is your entry point. That's a, that carries a fee of $10,000 to it. And, and the reason we do that is because we know an area like that in the United States or pretty much anywhere will grow to be able to handle about five wall printing machines out there in the marketplace, printing beautiful art on walls in homes and businesses over a three to five year period of time. You can grow to having five machines. We only ask you to have one machine initially. And in fact, because we are not an established company like Dunkin' Donuts or Mr. Plummer <laughs> or something like that, I could not sleep at night by saying, hey, pay me $100,000 or from McDonald's a million dollars for the name, the wall printer. Our, our business owners have the right, but not the obligation to use our trademark, the wall printer. So you could call yourself 
the Des Moines wall printing company if you want to, or the Des Moines wall printer, but you can also create your own company, your own brand, your own website, have your own Instagram and Facebook page. And we put that on the printer for you because if you do spend 15 seconds on our website, you'll get it right away by seeing a video and the machines themselves are an advertisement for referral sources and everything else when they're oh, yeah. working out there. And so, so for $10,000, while I can't charge you even $10,000 for the name wall printer, what I do for somebody who says, yeah, I'll take a chance on wall printing, which I don't know what that is yet. And nobody else knows what that is because it's a good news, bad news story. The good news, Josh, is if you determined for yourself to be the wall printer of Orlando, Florida, you'd be the first kid on the block doing this. The bad mm -hmm. news is you'd be the first kid on the block doing right. this. Yes, of so, course. <laughs> so you, so you, it's up to you to market this and, and let people yeah. become aware of what it is by doing Facebook advertising or whatever, or local, local printing on friendly, visible sites so people could see what it is. Yeah. But at that, at that point, what we do for that $10,000 entry fee is we give you a $5,000 discount on the price of a machine. So mm -hmm. a wall printing machine is somewhere in the neighborhood of ballpark $25,000, $25,000. They vary because we have several different models of machines, but average price is about $25,000. When you buy a territory, we give it to you for $20,000. And the reason we do that is because number one, you're committing to growing that territory. And in a year or two years, you're gonna buy a second machine and you'll get a second $5,000 discount. And that way you recovered your territory fees. That's something that, again, is totally different than the franchise model where you yeah. just pay a fee for a name and the rights to a territory. With us, you pay a fee for the rights to a territory where we will not sell to somebody else within that territory. And in fact, because you're the first kid in the block raising your hand with this new technology, we also give you a first right of refusal because we know that when people see this wall printing machine out there, somebody in a neighboring community may say, hey, that's pretty cool. I'd like to do that. And so if they want to buy a, a, an available community for themselves and it's adjacent to an existing wall printer, we will go to you first and say, do you want to expand your market and buy that territory before somebody else does? So we give you that first right of refusal to expand if that's in your business plan and within your budget to do that. So again, all of these things are, are factors that we provide um, to help grow wall printing and to develop a community of wall printers that support one another through cooperation versus competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, listen, I see a lot of um, great um, businesses out there that could become a lot more Instagram worthy, you know, when you have a beautiful mural that's been printed on your wall, that's the kind of stuff that people are looking for. Like, you know, if you've got a frozen yogurt shop and there's nothing visual for people to, uh, you know, if you're trying to create user generated content, I'm just thinking from a, from a user and user perspective, uh, customer perspective of this, I see some opportunity because this is how consumers, this is what consumers are looking for. If you want this to create a, more user-generated content. Absolutely, Josh. This is a social media dream. I mean, yeah. because, because like I said, 15 seconds of seeing a video of a wall printer in action or live seeing a wall printing being printed on the outside of a of a yogurt shop or on an office building or, you know, even in somebody's home, um, you know, putting a, you know, putting their favorite graphic picture, um, uh, you know, on a wall in a child's bedroom or in mm -hmm. a conference room um, or on the glass doors of a, of a business. Um, you can do you can do anything creative with the wall printing. And so mm -hmm. uh, there's no lacking of walls. You know, there are alternative 
of course, just like you can buy coffee in, in Starbucks or you can go to your local coffee shop or you can go to, uh, you know, Burger King or McDonald's for hamburgers or multiple choices for pizza. You know, there's, there's right now there aren't multiple choices, but there are multiple choices not for wall printing, but there are multiple choices um, for putting art on walls. You can do vinyl stickers. You can do wallpaper. You sure. can just put a picture on a wall. You know, there's there's room for lots of things. There are things that the wall printer can do that some of those things can't do. You can't put wallpaper or vinyl stickers outside on brick or on cement um, or put a vinyl sticker over glass and you cover it over. Whereas a wall printing, you can print a nice graphic action figure or cartoon or text or anything else and not cover over, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, the nice back surface. Um, but of course, there are things that those things are good for. We don't do vehicle wraps. We, you know, we don't go ahead and, and put graphics on on cars. We can do a box truck, but we won't do a car um, yeah. because we don't do curved surfaces. But mm -hmm. uh, give us a vertical wall and the wall doesn't even have to be smooth. It could be like brick or stucco or cement. Sure. Um, you know, it, it's an inkjet printer. So it sprays into the crevices. So the wall doesn't have to be smooth. Um, mm -hmm. But it's just a cool technology. And again, we're more so than the technology, I found this because it created business opportunities for people. And I don't think there's been a better time around for people to explore either additional revenue for their existing business or an alternative way to be in business. Very cool. Paul Barron, founder and CEO of The Wall Printer, found on the web at thewallprinter.com. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thank you. I appreciate you and your audience. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share re you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.